0: right good morning uh bob praise team thank you all so much let's give them a big hand bob's got a little soul in him don't don't you that come from a place i would never heard before right hey i want to welcome you today um we're going to be continuing in our series that we've been in for a few weeks now the sermon on the mount and uh you know we're looking at the gospel of Matthew specifically chapters 5 6 and 7 where Jesus gives this amazing teaching and Jesus uh it was an amazing teacher of course he was the son of god but um it just a gifted teacher has the ability to just ex- uh, expound uh what god wanted to say to his people, and Jesus was able to do it in ways that were very effective for his listeners, his audience, and that's the goal of every teacher, isn't it? He um, was just amazing, and so it's been eye-opening, it's been challenging so far, and i got to tell you, got to be honest with you, um, you know, each week it gets a little more challenging. So today is going to be one of those more challenging messages, but I hope and I pray and I know uh, that you will be blessed, week one, we looked at the beatitudes um, you 've heard of that term, but it means blessedness, blessed, happy, in other words, and we looked at how to be happy, how to be blessed in this world, according to god 's standards, right not according to the world standards. they look very, very different. Week two um, that was youth Sunday, and we looked at the passage that most of us know the salt and light passage where we are to stand out in this world. We are to be different, right? Not to, not to blend in, but we are people of God. Christians are to stand out and be salt and light in this world. Last week, Pastor Chad taught us how Jesus um, came to fulfill the Old Testament, right? He, he didn't just show up and say, hey, this is old news, right? Um, he said, no, I, I'm the fulfillment of it and through that teaching he really taught us what the old testament law truly meant and what god's intentions were you see people got caught up in a in a system in a procedure of doing things and and really it was all superficial and jesus said no 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 you know here's what god meant and here's here's what you need to do and he raised the bar i mean he he didn't lower the standard, by any means he he raised the standard, so that was a challenging message last week. Now, this week, I want to ask you this: what does God want more than anything else for you? What does God want more than anything else? Good deeds um, good words good good actions. Good, good living, good a good life, right? Um, all those things are good, but there's one thing that God wants from you more than anything else, and that is your heart. It's your heart. See, so you can you can do all this stuff, you can say all this stuff, you you can live life a certain way, but if God doesn't have your heart. He's not fully satisfied in you. He wants wants all of you, especially and primarily your heart. As a matter of fact, um, Jesus was asked a question by a religious scribe. What is the greatest commandment in in the Bible? Remember what Jesus said? Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your, there we go, with all your soul. And uh, strength, strength is added there in Deuteronomy when Jesus answered the question off the term strength. But when we think of heart, mind, soul, what is that? That's the inside. Think about that for one moment. The greatest commandment in all of Scripture is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Right? Yeah, the Bible teaches us to do these things, to say these things, to live a good life. But the greatest, what God wants more than anything else in this world is your heart. Now, at the time of Jesus' sermon, this wasn't happening. Um, over generations and generations and many many generations, God God's people moved from having a a heart for God to just doing things out of routine, to doing things out of ritual, and to be honest with you, a lot of them were doing things out of self righteousness. In other words, for selfish reasons. Right? At some point, it became less about God and more about them. And, and I, I love the way Jesus did this because he didn't, have, he didn't have to sit down with them, okay? He didn't have to correct them, but he did. He did. I'm so glad that Jesus did this. You know, this year has given us a time to think about things, to refocus, to maybe address some things that we need to look at. To reevaluate our lives, possibly, Um, and and this is exactly what Jesus was was doing here with these people. Saying, "Look, you, you got it wrong, and and I want to help you in this. I want to get you to see the right way." Um, So Jesus took the time to tell the people that, "Hey, God wants your heart. God wants your heart. He does." And so Jesus gets straight to the heart of the issue, the issue of the heart. He begins immediately, Matthew 6, 1. Be careful not to practice your, you see that, your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. All right, so if you were with us two weeks ago, uh, the Salt and Light uh, sermon, the Youth Sunday, that message... You will remember this: um, you are to let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father. You remember that. And and just the very next chapter, same sermon, okay, same same sermon. Jesus says this. This, this sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Like what? What's the deal here? You see, it's. The, the key phrases, or the key thing is motive. The key thing is heart, right? Um, to, be, to be seen by others. Jesus warns the people here. And he isn't saying, look, look, don't. He's not saying not to practice righteousness. He's not saying not to do good things. Um, he's saying don't do good things in order to be seen by others. You see, it's the wrong heart it's the wrong motive um now we all have a little bit of this in us this longing to be seen by others okay you know at first you might say no not me not me i'll just um i'll bash myself for just a minute if that's okay so you won't feel bad um we all think that we're not like this but we are okay i'm just gonna be honest um so i'm on this uh I'm on this committee, okay, um, that uh, has a big decision to make or had a big decision to make with with the local association, and you know we met a, a lot and had a lot of uh, you know conversation and planning, and honestly, we didn't know what to do, okay, and and we got to the very last meeting, our our very last meeting, and we still had no clue what to do we we had a tough like decision to make and and we really wasn't sure what direction to go and then for me a light bulb came on and i'm i'm being serious like i had this just idea and and i'm 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 positive i'm positive it was god giving this idea to me okay um and, and so i explained the the idea i said i said look what 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 about this here's a solution i just thought about this this could work they were amazed they're like, "Yes, that is it that is given by God, and so we were all like excited and stuff like that and so we, we we get to to the to the big meeting where our idea is presented and voted upon, okay so it's like legit it's it's becoming real now, and this is going to be a decision that will affect dozens and dozens and dozens of churches and hundreds of people and and so the, the, the chairperson of the committee gets up there and says, we've made this decision and we feel like God has given us this big idea and didn't mention my name once. And I'm thinking, you see, like, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute. Whose idea was this? Right. Stole my joy stole my joy I I took some guys out to eat a while back and I thought I was gonna be clever and maybe you've done this but um, I wanted to pay for their food and so I said I got to go to the bathroom and and got up and I actually went to the bathroom but you know after I left the bathroom I went and paid for the food and and, um, the waitress came back and told everybody at the table hey you know you're your checks are taken care of and she didn't even look at me she didn't, she didn't even you know wink at me you know <laughs> and even the guys at the table were like oh okay big deal i mean I, you know i was just pfft. we it's funny it's funny how you initially think well i'm not like that but then I start telling a story, and you feel the same way, right? You do. There's a little bit of that longing for recognition or appreciation in all of us. There, there is. So, Jesus, what Jesus is saying here is, "Hey, um, do the right things for the right reasons, right? Don't do the right things from the wrong heart." In other words. These people were doing things, good things, with the wrong heart. And, and in our text today, Jesus gave three examples, um, doing good deeds, praying, and fasting. Okay, and I, We have a much different culture now than they did then. So these three things, while they are a familiar term to you, they are so much different to them, so much more important so much more a part of their life. As a matter of fact, these three things are known as the three pillars of Judaism. So we, uh, we come to church, right? That's one thing we do as Christians, right? We read our Bible. You know, they didn't have a Bible, right? They did not have a Bible. They didn't read, right? They, they were taught. They were read too. Um, so they built their lives and their faith and their practice each and every day was built around these three things, doing good deeds, praying, and fasting. Okay, Three pillars of Judaism. So this is what everybody knew. This is what everybody did. Here's the thing. They did it wrong. Did it, did it wrong. And so Jesus corrects them. And there's a pattern here that will obviously jump out to you as we start going through this. Jesus shows the wrong way to do it. Then he shows the right way to do it. And then he shows what happens when you do it the right way. So first of all, we'll talk about giving. Matthew 6, 2. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So yeah, giving is good, isn't it? I mean, come on. Giving is good. It's a good thing to do. If it's done with the right motive, if it's done out of the right heart, yeah, giving, giving is a good thing. You know, and Jesus addressed this here with some humor, in my opinion, and definitely some sarcasm. <laughs> he said, don't announce it with trumpets when you give, right? In other words, don't toot your own horn. Anybody heard that? That's where this came from. Don't toot your own horn. Don't announce it with trumpets. It's interesting. If you research the way the temple was constructed, they had chauffeurs, these, these ram's horns, and they're huge. Okay? And normally they would blow on them, and it would just make this loud sound. But at the temple, they would take these things, turn them upside down, and mount them on the walls, and that would be the giving boxes. All right, so when people gave, they put their money in those things. And listen, they didn't, have, um, they didn't have dollar bills. You know, they didn't have, can anybody hear this? No. But they had heavy, heavy coins. And look, when they walked up and put money in those things, you could hear it. Ding. Ding. And maybe hey, maybe if you wanted people to know, maybe you stood maybe four feet back and, and did a jump shot. Ding. Or maybe you, got, <laughs> maybe you got a handful, uh, you know, and, and ding, 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 you know. Uh, maybe you, wanted, you did that. But the point is, people were giving to be noticed. People were giving to be, to be seen by others. And Jesus used that term, hypocrite, hypocrite. We all have heard of that. Um, but it means an actor means an actor it means one who wears a mask anybody tired of talking about masks (laughs) I think it's funny that God sort of orchestrated this because we're gonna talk about masks today Um, one who wears a mask you know these these people were playing a role they were wearing a mask and and when you think about giving Giving is supposed to benefit who? The, the giftee. I think I said that right. If I didn't, forgive me. The person getting the gift, right? That's who's, who's supposed to benefit. But in this, the giver is wanting to benefit. And what are they benefiting? It's appearance. It's image. It's wow. Look at them, right? That was their motive. That was their heart. That was their reason for forgiving now if jesus said look if you do that if if the reason that you give is so other people can look and say wow look at him or look at her or look at look at that business look a lot of businesses are charitable because they want to be popular i'm just going to be honest i've been in business world a long time a lot longer than i've been a pastor it's called marketing I'm sure at some level they have good intentions, but it's to appear to be good, to make business more profitable. Jesus said, "Look, if, if that's the reason that you do good things, to be noticed by people, then, okay, you got it, you got it, but that's all you're going to get. That Like my father is not going to be involved in that my father is not going to honor that so there's the wrong way jesus quickly transitions into the right way which i'm glad he does right he doesn't just leave us hanging but when you give to the needy do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you has anybody been able to do this or can you do this don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing if you can do that hey i want to take you out to eat i want to know how you do that jedi trick okay don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing um sort of like saying don't think about pink elephants did anybody not think about pink elephants right it's impossible it's like the, it reminded me of the movie Ghostbusters. Okay, I'm a, I'm a Ghostbusters geek fan. Um, remember near, near the end of the movie, um, the thing that was trying to, to, to kill everybody told them to choose, right? Choose the form of your destructor. And they were like, oh, we got this. We can beat this. Clear your mind. Don't think about anything. And what does Ray think about? The Pillsbury doughboy. <laughs> Jesus isn't saying that necessarily, right? Um, he, he's he's using the the extreme here. He he's saying, look, keep it a secret if you need to. Keep it a secret. Don't give so that people s- see you. It should be natural. Dallas Willard, who is a who is a great writer and also a great theologian, says that giving should be something that you do really when you don't even think about it. Now, that really made sense to me. It should just be something you do. It's, you don't think about it. How many people thought about driving here today? Right? How many people had like a checklist and, and guidelines and things to do in your car and, and decisions you had to make? No, you got, you got in your car and you drove here and you probably don't even remember the drive you just did it you just did it what he, what Jesus is saying here is if people notice it's okay but guess what if nobody sees it it's okay it's okay because God does God sees it so don't make giving and doing good things about you don't appear to be good when the motives in your heart are not you see God Sees and God rewards those who give and do good things out of a good heart. He does. Second thing is praying. Talked about giving and praying. Praying is good, right? Come on, what's the Bible school answer? Praying, praying is good, right? Um, yeah, uh, if it's done out of a good heart, out of the right heart, it's 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 all about why you do it why you do it matthew 6 5 says this when you pray do not be like the hypocrites there's that word again for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward in full so look prayer is good prayer is very good and at its uh, most basic uh, definition prayer is communicating with God it's talking with God so yes prayer is good but it all goes down to why you're doing it now I have read this passage many many times probably hundreds of times honestly okay and I've never picked up on this one word until now it's that word loved but they they love What did they love? They they loved praying more than the person they were praying to. Do you see that? When prayer at at its basic definition is communicating with God, these people loved the process of communication rather than the one they were communicating to. And that just stood out to me greatly they loved it it wasn't just something they did and oh forgive me i didn't know what i was doing they loved it they loved it you know many times this was this was public and and all all could see and hear what they were doing and saying and they loved it they loved the recognition they loved the admiration oh look at him look at her how can they pray like that? That is amazing. Their faith must be so strong. It must be so remarkable. They must have such a strong and close relationship with God in order to be to pray like that. I wish I could do that. They loved it. And Jesus warned, hey, listen, if, you, if that's why you pray, to be admired by others, then okay. So be it. But that's, that's it. That's all, that's all you're going to get. Now going back to the definition of prayer, communicating with God, if if the reason for you praying is to be noticed by others, there's not going to be anybody on the other end of the line. <laughs> you, you won't be communicating with anybody because God's not going to be there. It'll be a busy signal, right? You'll just be talking in the air. God won't be involved in that. Then he says the right way. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Man, there's a whole lot in the Bible about praying. And we've done a whole sermon series just on prayer. But in this context, Jesus is addressing the heart. Okay? Right after this, Jesus goes on to the Lord's Prayer. And teaches them how to pray. But here is the why. Not the how. He gets to the why first. The heart. And then he teaches them the how. He went from one extreme to the next. To show the difference. So he said instead of praying in order to be seen by others. It would be so much better if you went to your home. Went into your closet. And shut the door. And you were there by yourself. You see in this culture homes didn't have doors to their rooms you had a you had one door the entry door entry and exit main door and then you had a a utility closet door that you stored tools you know maybe some pots and right like what we would think of as a pantry or something like that um, that's the word that's used is a utility door a utility room <laughs> So Jesus is using the extreme of, hey, if this is is why you're praying, it would be so much better if you went home and got in your broom closet and prayed so nobody can see you. But who does? God does. God, God sees. And then again, look, here's the pattern. If you do these things out of the right heart, God rewards you. God rewards you. So important. Last thing is fasting. Fasting. We are familiar with the term fasting, but again, it's not a part of our lives or our culture, especially in Western Christianity, like it was in their culture. Now fasting is is simply this. We make it a lot of things. We complicate it way too much. But it's simply not eating. Okay, it's it's not it's not eating. And the purpose of it was to show complete faith, trust, and devotion to God, right? That was the whole purpose of fasting, was to show God you're serious about your faith. It wasn't to show others you're serious about your faith. Do you, understand, you see the difference? Fasting wasn't to be a show for others but it was to show god your heart right and fasting is something that i haven't done honestly a whole lot of in my life i've done it periodically i've done it a few times and maybe that's you and uh that's okay i I do know this i do know that the bible teaches that fasting should be done circumstantially what i what i mean is um Anytime you see fasting in the Bible, especially when Jesus did it, it was before a big decision or it was before a big event. And maybe that's you, right? Maybe you got a big problem or a big issue or a health concern or just anxiety or fear about something, then that's something to fast around. And what you do is you abstain from food and you give that situation over to God and then you move on. These guys, okay, By the time they get to Jesus' time, they fasted every Tuesday and every Thursday, like clockwork. Do you see the difference there? It became less about the circumstance. It didn't matter what was going on. If it was a good day, if they had nothing big going on in their lives, they still fasted just because it was what they they did. Right? Just like Taco Tuesday. Right? Every Tuesday, there's tacos. Or every Tuesday, we're going to fast. It just became the thing to do. And, and when they did it, they did it to be seen by others. Because, hey, if you fast, you're legit. You're a, you're a legit Christian if you fast, right? That's the way they viewed this. Verse 16, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show... Again, it's, it's to show, fasting was meant to show God your faith. Instead... It, they're doing it to show others, right? To show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Now, we're not really sure what they did, but it was obvious that, that somebody was fasting. Maybe they walked around a bit like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, I haven't eaten all day. How about you, Bob? I don't know. You want to go eat some barbecue? No, I'm. I'm, oh, I'm fasting today, right? They would disfigure their faces. You could... Sometimes you can look and just tell that people are hungry, can't <laughs> you? My kids are like that. I'm like, you hungry, man? You know? Um, but they purposely did that to put on a show, to look. And Jesus is saying, look, if that's the reason you're fasting, that will get you nowhere with me fast. That was a joke. But um, he said that's all you're going to get is the admiration of those people. That's it. The whole point of fasting was for you and me, you and me, child. And if you're fasting because of anything else, I'm pulling myself out of the equation, right? Defeats the whole purpose of fasting. Verse 17, Jesus says how to do it. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you jesus is saying don't make it obvious just look normal go through your normal routine right don't make it obvious to people that you are fasting put oil on your head like i mean we use lotion sometimes i know i got burnt my head got burnt a couple weeks ago and i needed to use some lotion on my head that's just what they did anybody use hairspray or hair gel this morning not me, but yes, a lot of you did. Um, you do that every day, right? Or, or cologne, or perfume, or makeup, right? you It's just something that you do. Jesus said, go about your normal daily routine. Don't look any different. That's how you do it. And it doesn't matter if anybody else sees you or knows what you're doing. Who does? God does. God does. Two lessons. This isn't on the screen. Um, I just want to make, this statement two lessons um giving praying and fasting are important okay i know we're talking about a culture a long time ago but each time jesus said this he didn't say if you give if you pray if you fast he said when when you pray when you give when you fast hey some of us just need to learn to do those things some of us need to learn to give right to give Some of us need to learn to pray, just not over meals. Come on. Some of us need, hey, you got issues? I would encourage you, fast. Give it to God. Show him you're serious about him. Show him you have complete faith and trust in him. You know, not if, but when. So that's lesson number one, but here's what I want to get to is lesson number two. Um, What's more important than those things is why you do them. The condition of your heart right so i want to share this with you i've already said it but i want you to get it god wants your heart more than anything else I Want your heart i want to share a few verses with you there's all kinds there's hundreds of verses about this i want it to be crystal clear to you today before you leave what god wants more than anything else matthew 15 this is jesus these people honor me with their lips But their hearts are far from me. What does Jesus want there? Your heart. And Jesus was actually quoting word for word Isaiah. You know how long it was between Isaiah and Jesus? 700 years. That's God reaching into humanity and saying, Look, folks, what I want most is your heart. Look, you can come in and, and sing some worship songs to me. You could you could utter some some words in a in a prayer that uh, sh- that's shallow to me. I want your heart. You know how long it was since Jesus to now. Two thousand years. The message hasn't changed, and the problem though still remains with us. God God wants. Our hearts, Jeremiah 17:10. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. The Lord examines the heart, He searches the mind, He looks inside. And it's interesting there that He rewards good deeds. But notice that, according to what they deserve. You see, good deeds done out of a wrong heart doesn't deserve a good reward. It doesn't. It's all about the heart. 1 Samuel sixteen seven. but the Lord, this is talking about David, the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Look, I wanted this to be so clear to you today. There are literally hundreds of verses that talk about this. What does God want? He wants your heart. It doesn't matter what everyone else sees. God sees the heart. And if I were talking to my children, if I were talking to a person that was interested in the faith, or a new believer, I would be like, look, it's this simple. It's this basic. God wants your heart. God wants your heart. It's not a checklist. There's not a list of things to do. There's not a policy and procedures manual that you have to follow. God wants your heart, and everything else flows from your heart. How's your heart this morning? come to church today thinking you were going to get a heart right change transplant i don't know two things and we're closing this is what you need to do and what we need to do to apply this message okay don't wear a mask (laughs) i told you we would talk about masks i'm going to settle the debate right now do i wear one inside outside um in my home i've been vaccinated um don't wear a mask. And I'm going to quickly tell you what I'm talking about so I don't get in trouble. I'm not talking about the, the real mask, okay? Yeah, obviously you should wear those. Okay? I mean, um, that's, it's just kind of getting to a silly point to me. But anyway, I'm talking about the mask of faith, the, the image that you and I and all of us at some degree portray out there with our lives. Don't wear a mask. You know, unlike the CDC and Fauci, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, and the president, Jesus' message wasn't very confusing. Right? We, we're not left thinking, do I do this or not? I'm confused here. Jesus said, no, don't wear a mask. Don't. Be, in other words, be real. Be authentic. Look, you might be able to fool a lot of people, but there's no fooling God. He sees it all. He knows it all. He searches the heart. He examines the mind. Don't wear a mask. And look, this will probably touch some of you more than others. But I know it will touch some of you today. first service I could just tell. Just tell. Don't place such a high value of what people think of you. Okay. Don't spend so much time worrying about what other people will think about you, think of your life. Don't spend so much energy, resources, and time trying to portray an image in front of everybody when there's a very much different image on the inside. You follow me? I mean, we can come here today with a smile on, portraying to people that everything in my life is okay. When just yesterday, yesterday, it wasn't. Or just this morning, just this morning, it wasn't. Or or, or my life, look, my life really isn't where it's supposed to be. But yet I I work so hard, I try so hard, especially on social media and and at work to, to try to portray this image out there that I think people will appreciate and see and, but it's not true, it's not real or husband and, and wife look, 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 I'm married okay, I'm married I know you, you, you want people to think everything's good and you, man, you've got the perfect marriage going on nothing's wrong When, you, when you're in the car, right, and there's arguments and disagreements and fighting. Look, I know that happens. It's, that's real life. Don't make such a huge effort to portray a different image out there. Honestly, when, um, if you have company coming over, what do you do to your house? how much stuff do you throw in your closet right it sweep under your bed what would you do look technically the clutter is still there right it just looks different i know i know so many people because i see it they're enslaved to the idea of self image and and spend so much time working on making a false image out there and worried about what other people think. And I think, how tragic. What, what a waste when, when they could be living life to the fullest for their father, for God. Galatians 1.10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Listen, I'm just going to free a lot of people right here with this. If you are a Christian, you have been set free from being a people pleaser. That is no longer who you are. You are a completely new creation in Christ Jesus. That is gone. That is gone. You don't have to worry about that. No longer. You walk in the freedom that Christ gave you and you experience the life that he wants for you. Now, many people wear a mask not necessarily to show people how good they are, but to simply cover up the reality of their life, just to cover. Mark Twain has this quote that we are all like the moon, and we have a dark side that we, won't, we don't want anyone to see. Just be real. Don't wear a mask. And look, don't worry about what people think of you. There's a little bit of wisdom in that, right? I don't care what people think. Have you heard that uh, saying? You you need to care a little bit. But don't let it dictate and run your life. Don't live to please people. I'm going to move to my next point with this. Live to please God. Live to please God. Live to please God. Because my second point and I'm closing I promise is this don't miss out on the relationship that you have with God don't miss out you see Christianity again it's not about a religion it's about a relationship a relationship with God that's only made possible through Jesus Christ here's something else new that I learned in this for the first time ever okay the word father is mentioned 12 times in chapter 6. In one chapter, the word Father is mentioned 12 times. Now, if I were to ask you, what's the theme of Matthew 6? What's it all about? Based on that, what would it be? The Father. The Father. And and there's this word, Abba. You know, it's used in Mark. We've heard that, Abba, not the 70s rock band, but (laughs) it literally means dad. Same word used in Matthew. It's just translated different. Okay? It's father. It means paternal father. Folks, don't miss out on that relationship that you have with God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. With God, as your father. 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God! Exclamation point. And that is what we are! Exclamation point. Hey, sometimes we need to wake up and realize who we are. If you are a Christian, if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are a child of God and he is your father. He's your father. What a blessing that is. What a privilege that is. You see, but when we wear a mask, we miss out on that father-child relationship, that father-child blessing, that father-child life. The truth is we all crave attention. I started with this. I'm going to end with it. We all do. Be honest today. We are born with it. What do children do as soon as they're born, as soon as they can talk? Daddy, look at me. Mommy, watch me. Daddy, I can do this. Oh, look at me. We crave attention. We crave recognition. We long for it. And you can either get it from people or you can get it from God. Which one is better? From God. From God. I know me as a father. I've got kids. A lot of kids. (laughs) Um, I should write a kid's book or maybe a father book. I don't know. Um, I love it when my kids come to me and they want my attention, right? I love it when my kids do good things and they come to me and they say, Daddy, I did this. Are you proud of me? I love it when my kids come to me out of a sincere heart and tell me they love me. I love it when my kids come to me and want to spend time with me and want to just talk with me. And you know what I do? You know what I do? Sometimes, and look, God whips me really bad. Sometimes I, I avoid them. But sometimes, here's what I do. I get down on their level, and I give them recognition. I give them attention. I look at them in the eyes. I tell them I love them. I spend time with them and I reward them when they do good things. You see, God wants to bless you as his child. He is your father. And I just thought back when we taught on the Beatitudes, what did Jesus say? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. They will see God. See, it's all about the heart. When you do the things that God wants you to do out of a good heart, he sees you, and guess what? You see him. You see him. Do you want God to really move in your life? You want God to take your life to the next level and bless you and be involved in your life? Focus on your heart. Focus on your heart. That's what it's all about. I want to ask Bob to come up. I want to ask everybody to to, uh, close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to think. I want you to think about God. Your father. Right now. However you picture him. I want you to think about God seeing your life. I want you to think about God your father. Seeing your heart. I want you to think about God your father. Seeing your deeds. And what you do. I want you to think about God, your Father, seeing what you say. I want you to think about God, the Father, seeing your life. Looking upon you. And smiling. Smiling. What an amazing blessing that is. That's the way life should be. A life pleasing to God. Blessed by Him. Your Heavenly Father loves you so much. He wants to bless you. He wants to be involved in your life. Will you let Him? Father, It's our desire today that we give our hearts to you completely. And giving our hearts to you isn't just a one-time decision. It's not something that we just do when we become saved. But as you taught in this sermon 2,000 years ago, sometimes we just need a correction. Sometimes we need the truth. Sometimes we need a heart adjustment. Father, you want us not to wear a mask. You want us to be real with our lives. You want us not to focus on portraying an image of ourselves that isn't true. Instead, you want us to be real. And you want us to focus on our relationship with you. Even if we need to do it in secret completely. To get our hearts right and we know you want us to do good deeds we know you want us to pray we know you want us to to be devoted to you but doing those things for the wrong reasons is not what you want you want our hearts i pray that we would give them to you today amen